Dude, big updates. I moved. This is a new scene now. <laughs> we haven't we haven't recorded an episode in quite a while. I say there's a lot that's happened between the last recording and this one. You moved. <laughs> the listeners like I just you just released an episode last week. I don't understand. No, <laughs> I, I moved, and then I got a COVID <laughs> immediately after helping you move. Like literally the day after. We 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 built up like a repository of podcast episodes. And then we still have some that are uncut. I've just got to cut them. And then I've just been scheduling them out. And right like right now, I think I just scheduled out episode 14. Actually, it just came out today. But I scheduled that out at 10.14 p.m. Uh, last night for Midnight Friday. So it's crunch time just getting some of these episodes out on time. Because life's a little busy. Yeah, you were out for COVID after you helped me move. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in another episode, earlier episode, we were talking about how uh, we just bought a house. We we're going through the closing. Now we're in that house. And if you can see my background, when the video portion of this comes out, it is an absolute chaotic mess. And it's because we're remodeling everything and we can't actually put anything anywhere because the flooring has to go in still. So we're living in this. I I actually have, um, we, were, we were meeting last night and I had my microphone set up inside of a cup <laughs> <laughs> just, just to hold it up right now. Uh, it's like bare minimum setup, but I did this for you. <laughs> I made this for you. <laughs> the julian the old julian yeah. skits i made this for you that was the uh hot kool-aid the hot kool-aid i made you some hot kool-aid some what <laughs> oh yeah so you you moved um mm-hmm. i got covid I, so if i sound like i'm drowning i kind of am i just there's like occasional phlegm that happens for no particular reason and it's just oh i produced that now apparently so if uh if i sound funky forgive that and assume that it will get better in the long run and yeah we it's been a while i don't even know where to go from here uh well i think we're both drowning because you were out i mean with covid and then i was unpacking and moving i didn't even have a workstation set up so then mm-hmm. uh my day job got super busy started logging 50 hours a week which doesn't sound like a lot to some people but when you also have to manage evergrow on top of that it's quite a bit yep. and then um trying to make sure these podcasts come out these podcasts have kind of taken priority because I have like this weird fear that part of the podcast ranking algorithm is like consistency. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if I miss an episode, our ranking will drop. But also um, because we value the listener. We've got the business in an okay place too. So Oh yeah, the minions are on autopilot for the most minions part. Minions are doing good. We've been talking about we're in a good spot financially. We're positioned well. We have plenty of work but aren't drowning. I mean, we're just in a very healthy and, and good spot. I want to say they're on autopilot though. I would say they're on cruise control. Okay. Yeah. Like, like they can hold their speed, but then eventually, like, you need to, like, correct the direction a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you did with Hunt's landscape. But I, we didn't have anything fun to start out with, did we? No, not really. Fun. That's okay. We All can right. just go right into it. What's today's topic? I don't know how you want to phrase it, but I, I wanted to talk about this one, which is remote work sucks for newbies. And we can start out by saying all the great things about remote work before complaining because we're a remote company and we want to be one and we keep doing it. So we're not, this isn't one of those things where we're complaining and then saying that we're going to stop doing it. We do it for a reason because it's awesome. But I do want to point out some of the things that suck that nobody talks about because I think I told you before we started this, right? Like right now with pandemic life and where jobs are at, uh, I believe that remote work and remote workers are the homeless vets right now, as in everybody wants to talk about them. And very few people actually know one personally on the, on the broad scale of things. And then they don't actually understand the situations very well at all. They just think it's a really good buzzword uh, and people want to talk about it. 
and I media mean, I companies di- want to exploit it as much as possible right now. I think the difference is nobody wants to be a homeless vet, but like everybody, <laughs> everybody thinks they want to re- work remotely. Yeah. Uh, well, at least, yeah. at least newbies do. I think a lot of newbies like they think they want remote work. When we, we when we hired our first employee, she loved the idea of remote work because then she could take care of her kid and kind of be that stay at home mom when she needed to be. But then she ended up wanting to leave because she realized that remote work wasn't for her and she actually did need to go into the office and be around people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But first I want to, let's, let's hammer home the really good things. Cause I want to make sure people understand that. So for me, the big things that I will drive home to people are paying for offices when you don't need them. And it's just this big empty space that you occasionally go to, especially when people have some sort of hybrid or something like that. So something to point out, we are remote mandatory. We're not remote optional. Some companies are remote optional. They have an office you can go to that sort of thing. You work from home with us. We all work from home. There's no other place to go to. We can do a meetup. We can go somewhere, but there's not an office that we have that you can go to. So that's expensive. And that's a dumb thing to pay for when you're using it very rarely and only occasionally. I think it's a really good way to save money. Minions get to, I will always say minions when referring to employees and subordinates in general. I just think it's more fun. Uh, and it's okay because ours like being called minions. Um, minions don't have commuting costs, so well, they get to save on money too. The option was minions or employees. So <laughs> I think if we give them a third option, like um, wizards mm, or wizards. students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, actually, I was talking to Eva yesterday and she said that. She's like, it's really nice to not have to spend money to go to work. I'm at work wherever I want to be. So I don't have to pay to go there. So, I mean, there's a lot of cost savings. I think that's very good. But I'll stop there about the nice things. Those are really the biggest ones. I think everybody agrees on those. Those are all very cool. But like you said, some people think that this is for them. And when they're newbies, they don't know yet. They need to find out. They need to have this experience. And if they're complete newbies, let's say they're college graduates, they don't have professional, they haven't had a professional job yet. They haven't even gone to a full-time in, in-person job. Then they don't even have an opinion formed on that. So how are they supposed to form a contrastive feelings of one versus the other when they don't have any experience with either? So as an employer, that is not fun. That's not a fun risk to take on new people and say, yeah, sure, we will do all the hard work of training you and all the extra effort that goes into training somebody who is remote only to find out that oh you might just not like this and you might want to leave and go to an in-person job so i i think this is the biggest thing that i would drive home because i see it on linkedin all the time and nobody's talking about this is all of these major remote companies where that's their big thing i don't know a single one of them that focuses on hiring newbies Every single one of them is looking for mid-career employees. They want people who already know how to do this, who's already familiar with it. They have other priorities in life, and they that's the position of their company. They want to be able to accommodate those things, those lifestyles. Maybe they're parents, they have kids, they have things going on at home, and it makes things, just the logistics, a lot easier being able to be at home. And that's great, but again, nobody's pointing that out. Nobody's saying, yes, we only really hire mid-career employees, because that's not a nice thing to say, uh, and it's not a very attractive thing. Well, especially if you have entry-level positions, because it's like, oh, we only hire mid-level career employees at entry-level, and it's like, <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like we do we do have uh I mean I think in the last episode episode 14 we just published um they you said something they're like there's a quote 
that we, I can't remember who it was by, but it was, we don't hire media buyers. We make them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're kind of in the same situation with our SEOs, which is like, we don't, we don't hire SEOs or people with digital marketing experience. We make them, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, we also only hire people who are ready for remote work, which tends to be the mid career people. However, uh, we didn't get lucky with our first person because they, you know, they didn't know what they liked. But then when they started working, they realized they didn't like the remote work. And then it seems like the two new employees, they really do like the remote work. Well, one of them has to like it because she's in Colombia. Yeah. <laughs> She knew what she was getting herself into. Um, yeah, and she is still uh, in college. I think that's another thing to point out, too. So she's getting closer to graduating, and then we'll have that talk and that sort of thing. But you you don't have a... Oh, I did the mouth thing. Sorry, Jake. Jake Jake told me that I had to get better at not doing that because he has to edit it out. The, the but, listener never hears... I'm going to leave that one in, but the listener never hears this because I always <laughs> edit it out of the episodes. But every time Cody thinks and gets ready to talk, he goes... With this time. I'm a robot, so I can't think <laughs> as quickly as other people. There's a lot of processing that happens first before I get to open my mouth and say stuff. But I'll I'll just try to go wild. I, and, t- and... I told him on our call last night, and he just he was doing it. And every time I did it, he noticed it, and he was like, "Ah, shame and dishonor." <laughs> <laughs> I should leave a lot more of these because a lot of our episodes really sound like just like straight streams of consciousness when they're almost rarely ever that. Yeah, no, we don't think that. Well, I I certainly don't think that quickly. There's a lot of ums and us that get cut out and a lot of like six second silences but usually from cody's end i'll ask him a question and there'll be like six seconds of silence and then he'll start answering but if you watch the actual video and the recording of it it works because he's got his facial expressions going and if you're just listening you're like what the hell is this silence (laughs) (laughs) i don't even remember where we're at now with it let's see something about lisa being in college college kids okay yeah, yeah yeah so when you when you have when you okay when you are a mid-career employee of some sort and you like and enjoy remote work, you probably have some sort of support system and family, friend group, a, a group that you can fulfill your emotional needs outside of work. When young people get started in the workforce, a few things happen. One is they're willing to compromise those things in order to advance their careers. And I was one of them. I think a lot of people do that. A lot of people that are very career oriented are more willing when they're younger because they can sacrifice various things in their life in order to advance their career and earning potential. But when you get older, you already have that developed. So when people are in college, they have that. When they get out, and depending on how uh, emotionally aware <laughs> they are, they might get lonelier as time goes on before they realize that they need to get those things fulfilled in other areas of their life if they're not getting them at their jobs. So uh, that's another note that I'd written is that when the down, another downside to remote work is that when you have a remote job early on in your career, you miss out on building early career relationships and networking connections that you would otherwise only find in the physical office. You don't get those water cooler talks as much. Uh, They just don't really exist. You can still, you can make online chats and you can do all these things, but it's, you can't fully replace those things that you get only through those environments and situations. So that's another downside for them is that they have to go out of their way to find those things. So I do worry a little bit that when we get those people in the middle, if they're not either if they're not aware 
to go get fulfilled in those ways in other places, or they're just not not the right fit. I think there's a certain level of introversion that's somewhat required in order to do remote work. You can be an extrovert, but uh, I think if you are an extreme extrovert, it gets to a point where this actually just isn't even a good fit for you, no matter what. <laughs> if you're going to stay cooped up inside all day and you need to go talk to people, then it's just not a good fit. Yeah, yeah, that's I, a big one. I, I think, yeah, I, I want to elaborate too like on the personal connections because you can still make pretty good professional connections just on remote work. I mean, you and I do every day and then I do at my day job, but um, those will never transpire into anything personal or really friendly and and sometimes they will but they just wouldn't happen in a physical office environment Uh, in fact cody and i met in a physical office environment and even then nothing personal transpired from that uh Mm -hmm. it was strictly professional and then even after cody and i decided to partner up it was still professional we weren't even friends and we didn't Mm -hmm. even become friends until after we were partnered up which will be another episode uh, later down the pipeline but yeah, uh, I, I would even just on a short note, I would recommend, right? You don't want to go, don't go into business with friends, make friends out of business. <laughs> like that's w- the way to do it. I want to, uh, I bet what percentage of our listeners do you think would prefer remote work versus actually going into an office? Well, that's, that's what I mean. It's, uh, it's such, it's the big thing. It's the buzzword right now. Everybody and their mom wants to be a remote worker and everybody and their mom was one temporarily when they absolutely had to be. I don't know. I or they just didn't have a job. <laughs> I, yeah, no, you're right. I didn't want to think like that. Yeah, I think, I don't know. What we do, unless you're at a very large, no, anybody listening to this for the most part, because they're not going to be at the very large companies, will be intrigued. Well, let's just that. assume Let's just assume that our listeners right now are starting their own agency or have their own agency already. <laughs> Uh, what do you think they prefer for their own agency, independent of whether they work somewhere else full time or not? I think that I don't think it matters yet. <laughs> I I really don't. I'm like, I'm dodging your question, but I, I genuinely don't think that it matters because when you you have to get you get to one of two places when you're, you're so early that it doesn't matter anyway. Your company is just you. So you are wherever you are and you're working. Once you start to get bigger, you start to deal with more of those logistics of having some sort of anchor that keeps you in a particular place. And then the bigger you get, you have to start making those judgment calls of, okay, well, how do we want to grow this? Do we want to grow this location independent? Do we want to have a physical office? And then you have these different problems associated with that. One of them being talent. If you put yourself in a place, then you are located to the talent surrounding that place. So that's uh downside but then depending on what kind of things like why are you starting business what do you want out of it so if if you want to have that physical in-person thing then that's a a a trade-off i guess i would say to the the broader reach of talent i wanted to never go completely dodged your question sorry Uh, that was terrible okay well spotify has this new thing now where i can ask a question to the audience like a poll and they can respond to it so i kind of want to i'm gonna i want to see if i can put this poll up there after this episode and see what percentage of the audience would prefer remote work versus having an office. Like when we first started, I preferred having an office uh, mm-hmm. and I liked going into the office. I also liked the idea of Evergrow just having an office, but not because of anything like intelligent. It was just like, that's cool. Like <laughs> <laughs> we have an office. It's a flex. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Come to my office. Um, <laughs> and it, yeah, actually uh, I keep bringing up episode 14 cause it's hot in my mind, but uh, we were talking about how it's, a lot of people on LinkedIn flex about like their sports cars and 
you know, how successful their business is in terms of uh, like, what's that word? Materialistic stuff. And mm-hmm. we were saying how we like to flex that we paid quarterly payroll taxes. <laughs> because like, yeah. that's cool like not a lot of people do that I and mean, when pe- people do that it's like a it's like a higher level of responsibility that most people don't have and i kind of felt like that kind of like about the office like not like a big flashy office that we do have one and that's like the flex to me that i kind of wanted to have when i started the agency and then you were the one that convinced me like i think we should just stay remote let's just not even have an office not worry about it and then it was like a year or two where we were kind of like working towards that even like a co-work space or something and then i kind of Mm -hmm. came on board and was like yeah let's just not have an office and we've talked about and we've talked about this several times over over time and said that we're not completely opposed to eventually someday getting to that point but the other thing is that the business needs to justify it we can't we're not going to do it just for the sake of doing it. If if there becomes a problem that that solves, then let's look into it and look into solving it. But that's kind of how we've done a lot of things within the company is either foreseeing a problem that's coming up relatively quickly or addressing one that just came up. And when you're, I think when you're smaller, you can be more responsive. So that makes sense to do it that way. And again, for me, a lot of it always comes back to the money. Like, don't don't do that. Just don't don't go spending money that you don't need to on things that you don't need that don't. What, what's it going to do? How is it going to move your business forward? If it's not, why not go put the money in a place that is going to? I think the biggest question that I learned for myself was, uh, do I want to do this because I want to flex or do I want to do it because I want to make money? And that, that was the same question I asked when I brought you or you asked me when you came on was about restructuring a lot of the way that our services, that my services at the time were being ran. And you're like, uh, do you, or it was, it was how much you, how much equity you wanted. And you're just like, do you, do you want majority shareholder or do you just want to make money? And I was like, well, I want to make money. And you're like, okay, well this, we should do it this way then. Yeah. Like, that okay. was something Jenny's dad told me a long time ago too, was I, he said it in passing. I thought it was hilarious. And I've said it multiple times since then in, in various places. But he basically said something something like, well, you can have 100% of zero or 50% of a million dollars. So which do you want? So when you think about it that way, I, I, I've seen this. We've probably both seen this at this point with people who are doing their own businesses and they're afraid to partner and they don't want to give up equity because they want control and stuff. And depending on who the person is, then... Well, no matter what you write, if if you don't want to do something and you have your reasons and you think it'll go bad, then it's going to be a self-fulfilling thing. So you're probably right. If if you are afraid to partner because you don't believe it will work, then it's probably going to be self-fulfilling. So don't do it because you're going to make yourself right. But uh, I feel like this was another topic we wanted to talk about. And I'm like, I'm trying not to go too far down this road. Wait, what's the topic? But, oh, partnership. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's in the it's coming up soon. We can just tease it a little bit. But <laughs> it, no, yeah, it, it um, I guess it's it's fine. And like, I think it ultimately comes down to, you know, what my goals were and what your, your goals were. And it, it does kind of tie into what we're talking about. Uh, I wanted an office. I didn't like remote work. Mm. And you did. And we just kind of made as lauren puts it an economic decision so everything every decision you make is an economic one and this is one of those ones where it was you know we didn't have this operational cost of overhead that we had to do and this is why like a lot of businesses scaled down during covid 
because they realized that they were just as effective with remote work rather than having some large business in like downtown metro mm-hmm. and yeah okay i got one more that i written down which was teaching office etiquette takes longer because they're not physically there so when you get complete newbies and they don't know what they're doing um and actually okay mini rant for a second because this makes sense and we'll go into it i hate hate with the passion the term cultural fit and how companies use it because it's the way that they say it is really just a screening way to say you don't have the background knowledge to fit in here and we don't want to take the time to teach and train you how to be an office employee and i i think it's genuinely a accidental war on blue collar backgrounds because i i, I could see that because mm-hmm. like I've never heard of someone being like, you're not a cultural fit because you're too funny. <laughs> like, or you're not a cultural fit because you're too smart and introverted. Yeah. It's, what it's, they're saying is you're not a fit because your parents didn't have the right jobs to teach you the very fundamental etiquette of working in an office. And it makes you weird. So you aren't going to fit in because we don't want to take the time to teach you how to not be weird here. How did you get an office job? I, I, I really don't know. I, and it was, well, I told you about the first time I answered the phone, right? No, wait, maybe. Oh, I didn't? No, tell me. Oh, yeah. So, okay, Britt was my boss at the time. And every day for me was just a panic, an internal, because I have anxiety. It was an internal panic every day for probably the first three months of going to my first desk job where I was terrified and I didn't understand it. It was very scary. Everybody was quiet. They were just working at their desks. They had headphones in and it was unlike anything that I was used to. And I remember they gave me a phone and I had, you know, as you do when you have a desk job and then you have a phone that you can make phone calls with. I asked Britt, I said, how do I answer the phone? Just, I wanted to know the correct etiquette. Yeah, I don't and find she that said, weird. Yeah, she said, oh, you know, professionally. I'm like, no, Britt, I don't know. <laughs> I, I do not have the, I'm not a good cultural fit here because I don't know how to answer the phone. So the first time that somebody called, I answered and I just go, hello? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, somebody said, is this is this his company? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, this is us. They're like, oh, yeah. Can you get me to this person? And I said, yeah, uh, just a second. So I put the phone down because I don't know how to put it on hold yet. So I just set it down. I go try to find somebody and they had never done it either. They didn't know how, what they were doing. So we tried to push buttons and then I just accidentally hung up on them. And that was it. And I don't think I got another yeah, phone call for a long time. To be fair, though, like that happens everywhere you go. Like, hey, I'm, I'll put you on hold. And then all of a sudden it's like click and like you're, you're hung <laughs> up. Like every place I call, this happens to. So mm. I'm sure it wasn't it wasn't new for whoever called. But but it was still terrifying when you're brand new and you just don't get it. You don't know what those things are like. And you don't know. You don't know the difference between what's a minor problem and a major problem. Like, I didn't know. I thought that could have been a huge deal. And it wasn't. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. But fortunately, I I think my first job where I was answering phone calls from like external uh, customers was actually the Home Depot. And people would call the pro desk and then they would look for things. And then I would just like, hey, thanks for calling Home Depot. This is Jake. I can help you. And then just look it up, see what they needed. So then when I actually moved to Mud and like the phone rang, I'm like, uh, Mud Advertising, this is Jake. And suave. so suave. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there were a couple of times where it was a little awkward because, like, you're right. I, I still don't know exactly what to say, but I'm like, this is what I'm going to say. And 
now I just have like the same kind of rehearsed thing for when someone calls for Evergrow. But this, I didn't ever think about this topic until Courtney because mm-hmm. she didn't even know how to write like a business email. And you're like, oh mm-hmm. shit, we gotta like, like we're not just yep. teaching SEO here today. We're teaching how to write an email. Or here's a headline. Here's the body. Here's a signature. Mm-hmm. Like this is typically like the salutation. This is what you say. And I was like, this is weird. I learned all this in college. So like, guys, I went to business school um, right before I dropped out, but I did learn it like my first mm-hmm. year or two. So I'm like, how how does a communications major not learn any of this? How do they? Yep. How do how do communication majors not learn how to communicate? <laughs> yeah, and I remember the stuff that we did learn. Some of it was very good because I've seen people not do this sort of stuff. So this is more office etiquette. Is something like uh, matching the the message to the medium seems very intuitive now and to us. And when I think of the weight and the gravity of something that I need to discuss, I'll match it to whatever medium is the most appropriate. So if it is very light, I'm just going to send uh, an instant message. I'm just going to hop in on Google Meet and message somebody. If if it's something that's a little heavier, it needs to be a reference, then it becomes an email. And if it's something that's going to take more time than an email and it's just quicker and more efficient to make the phone call, then I'll either make a phone call right then or we'll set up like a video meeting. But so that, I mean, I think com majors that, generally understand is that, that very well. To, is that equivalent to, um, hey, can you step into my office? <laughs> <laughs> like like you have you have the instant messenger, then you have the email and the video meet is like, hey, I need you to step into my office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always the terrifying message too of like setting that up where you're like, hey, you got a second? And then there's no other context. So then you just think the worst things. Oh. But I've gotten really good at not thinking that now because I'm just like, eh, whatever, I have no idea. Just this will be a surprise, whatever happens. Oh, I don't like the you got a second thing. I think I think people gotta start taking a different approach. Like, hey, what's up? And that's it. Like, what are you up to? And then just a sentence or two exchanging and then just being like, Hey, I wanna talk to you about this, like specifically. Like, I wanna talk to you about an ad campaign or something like that. Then it's like, Okay, well I know what the topic is about and then at least they can research on their own of being like, Okay, what did I screw up? Oh, I didn't screw anything up? Okay, this must just be a topical question. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is very strange when you're new and then you're you're trying to figure that stuff out so that's i'm trying to find a balance that when we interview people and we talk to them of not instantly disqualifying people just because they are a just because they're a little off and they don't understand because this is brand new to them because i've i've always said in the two companies i worked at before we started doing this i helped get the company to a position where they would have not hired me if I applied later. <laughs> like, it just wouldn't happen. I mean, now, because I well, just have enough years on the resume, like there's just a duration of time that people like to see, it would have been fine. But otherwise, uh, I, I'm i too scrappy, I'm too messy. Uh, and I, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know, but I wasn't afraid to learn. So I tried to find a balance of, okay, where are you coming from? Why do you want to get into this? Are you serious about it? And if you do, we will help you. It'll take more time because that's the issue with remote work is you aren't going to just absorb this stuff through osmosis secondhand. We're going to have to make a more conscious effort to teach you. Like uh, Lisette, we talked about once about um, formal versus informal through emails. And she said, is it okay if I send or what, what kind of messaging should I use? And I was like, oh, we're not formal. So don't, don't use formal speech. But I also, we didn't talk in more detail about what that was. So something that she had used was um, like a run on sentence. So comma, 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 which I think is 
more common and i've learned now uh, as i've studied more foreign language that is that's... it more common <laughs> get out get out of here <laughs> but so then i had to explain to her hey uh we can use informal language and voicing but we still need to use proper sentences and avoid things that are like run-ons and and that sort of thing like if it's okay you can use the occasional uh emoji or something like that and you can say hey instead of dear mr so-and-so but yeah like again those are very nuanced things that you don't learn and they take a long time to learn if you're not physically there uh conjunction is another one like don't instead of do not um mm, yep but yeah there uh what was it oh um i was gonna send uh, eva like a message or a training because i was like <laughs> she followed up with hunts for his google business profile mm. and then her way of following up on it was just a email for just a following up on this period mm. <laughs> like oh <laughs> like usually i'm just usually, like even i am not in that informal i go hey hey dawson uh just following up on this but like, okay, I like, told her, I told her to do that. Oh, one did you? <laughs> I did. I told her because I said, yeah, no, I, this was a messy one. And that's why I said that because she was having a hard time getting responses. I was like, okay, here's what you do. You hit them with the extremely short, something that's mm-hmm. so short that they don't have an excuse not to reply to if they're ignoring it because uh, that's fair. So this is another one. Uh, I've been speaking practice recently with um, my Japanese buddy and he was talking about the difference in cultures with email and how in Japan they use longer emails and they'll have like longer introductions and stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, no. Like generally speaking, I have very strong opinions on emails in American culture and how we do it, especially in tech companies. And it's that in general, the shorter the email, the more important somebody is. (laughs) And especially with email signatures, like you talk to somebody who's from customer support, they've got this really decked out email signature and it's a really walking advertisement yeah yeah and really long emails are like hey i'm so sorry blah 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 thank you so much all these formalities and i there have been times when i've reached out to buy a domain and it's a very expensive domain and i know that i'm just trying to get a quote and someone will say back like hey uh why do you want this and that's like the whole email that's the whole <laughs> like oh this get this hot shot <laughs> this guy's <laughs> got some absolutely money. nothing in the signature i don't even have a name i have no information and i know like this guy probably a multimillionaire, just sitting on a beach somewhere living his best life and makes decisions like is the sole decision maker and calls the most shots and so anyway i was saying all this because i was trying to say if you want responses and you aren't getting them generally speaking use shorter emails and be careful not to be offensive but you keep making them shorter until you can get a response because me i I say this all the time i'm i'm busy everybody's busy but if you send me an email and it's long and i see a large wall of text i think ah crap okay i'm gonna have to think about this one and then it gets put in the i'll think about this later and then if it's short enough that i can respond immediately i'm like okay well here's your answer you just wanted the answer here it is and i can send a one sentence email back my i think about this later mental block is about a week long so if you send me an email that's super long on Monday, you'll get a response next Monday. <laughs> uh, yep. I had one on here too. And I, I think it's weird. Like we've gone like almost 40 minutes, 30, 30 minutes. I don't think we've explained like who this podcast is for. Like <laughs> this episode specifically. This episode. I, don't even, I didn't even have one. In, I didn't have anybody in mind actually. Yeah. It was well, just like, I just wanted to rant about how everybody's like, remote work's amazing. It's so cool. Everybody should do it. And, and I'm maybe like, that's you know how much it sucks training newbies? 
because I do. That's what the topic of this should be then. Remote work. It sucks. Uh, it's not as good as you think or something like that. And then, you know, people can just use this as a reference to argue that everyone thinks that remote work is just so amazing and that everyone who works remote has it so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to say, yeah, if you, it could be targeted towards the listener. Uh, if you are hiring, just be aware that not everybody likes remote work or not everyone's going to be a good fit for remote work. And uh, you can waste a lot of time on training someone new to the industry who thinks they will like remote work and then all of a sudden will leave because they need an office. It'd also be a drain on you because there are certain things that you're not going to like about remote work. One of them isn't my favorite. And it was something that uh, was actually a point of contention in my relationship early on with the remote work. So Lauren used to travel for work all the time. She used to be gone for weeks being a consultant at hospitals for their electronic Medic, medical records and um she i would i would work like crazy hours like i would work nine hours a day at my day job and then i'd work like five hours a day at night and then i'd still go work out still eat still like you know just manage my life and she, she used to get upset because like uh, like the house was still like dirty like when she left like it still wasn't cleaned and it still was like i made it worse but like some rooms are better but some rooms are worse and i'm like I don't like I don't have time for all of this. I I it's basically it never got better but it stayed what, what it stayed at what it was. And I think she was extra hard on me because <laughs> hard on. She was extra hard on me because I was home all the time. Like mm-hmm. if you're home then you know, why does a house look like crap? Mm-hmm. But her expectation wasn't that I was cleaning all the time. It was that like, I'm just making it dirty. And it's not the case. No, I'm living in the house. I'm I'm cleaning. I'm making dirty. I'm cleaning that. I'm making that dirty. But I can't stay on top of it and have everything spick and span. And then also manage, you know, the two workloads that I was managing and then, you know, do this alone. So there was a period where I had to try to explain this to her. And then... I think she came home from, like, she stopped doing this. Like, she ended up going to or getting a job locally and then coming home after work at, like, 6 or 7 p.m. And then, like, the house didn't change. It didn't get any cleaner. It didn't get any dirtier. It was the same. And I'm showing him, like, look, just because I work from home doesn't mean that I have time to do anything. This is just, like, a thing of remote work. And I even played on the idea of me getting a remote, like, a, like a co-work space so I can physically leave the area mm-hmm. and not have to have assumptions made. But... I think she probably already knew that, but I, um, it was kind of like a, a topic uh, during a specific time. But then Courtney dealt with this too, uh, our first employee, where she was a stay-at-home mom technically, but then also worked. And we even offered to get her a remote workplace because there was kind of a point of contention in her relationship too. Because it was like, hey, you're you're always home. You know, why can't you take care of the baby? Also, you know, clean the plow, clean the house, and then you know, work full time. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't written that down because I didn't well a couple reasons i didn't think about it because so jenny and i both work from home she goes in her room i go out here it's not really a room but it's effectively a room and we are both familiar with each other the working way that we do so it's just like a lifestyle that we both know uh for and this wasn't i wanted to hit on like things for newbies especially but i think this is a i know this is a majorly important one and it's uh, i think a couple things really influence this one is Remote jobs vary dramatically in the amount of work that's demanded and required. There are some, I think there are a lot of companies that weren't remote, had a lot of people who got paid to put their butts in seats, became remote, and then they started working three hours a day. And then they otherwise, now that they're home, they have to be available, but they can just, they can do laundry. They can clean the house and do that sort of stuff. And that's not us. That's not us at all. And that's not what we expect. And it's, so that's one 
perspective and one angle. Then the other side is you have companies that are taking advantage of people who are desperate for remote work and paying garbage because they know that people will do anything to get one of these jobs. And then they worked a ton. They have to work in an absolutely insane amount. And so that's the spectrum. And then you at home have whatever, whatever your living situation is, you can have <laughs> Jake pointing to the general I, I'm just like, chaos. Does it look house. like my working situation <laughs> is fun right now? <laughs> like, this sucks. I hate working at home right now. Yeah. Yeah. But having people understand it or not understand it is a very frustrating thing. And if you've never done it, you're not familiar with it. That's something else that we've actually had trouble with is having people take us seriously from a hiring perspective because we sound like scammers when we're like work from anywhere don't care really don't i really i can't tell you how much i don't care you want to work from a tent you want to work from a van you want to i do not care especially from people who don't understand like seo and digital marketing like Mm -hmm. again like courtney's family like they were like this is kind of sketch Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can work from home. And what do you do? Uh, stuff on Google. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when I went to Kirkwood, they wouldn't even put up flyers when we were trying to just promote like, hey, uh, we are looking for workers. And Oh, is it because we didn't have a physical location? Yeah, they didn't like that. They're like, this doesn't look legitimate. I'm like, well, what I can put... Th- the business is my house. It's my my lower half of our condo homey thing. <laughs> COVID, want... COVID hadn't hit yet. We were like, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Why do you? I get it. I, I get that you want to prove that this is legitimate. But I'm like, here's a link to our filing with the state that says our, our business is legit. Here's books from our accountant showing the numbers. I mean, we, we have this problem in other places, too. We have this with banks. Banks. Yeah. Banks, banks, banks. But, but yeah, it's, it's very frustrating. People in your life don't understand and then they don't take the time to really see and understand. I think it's, it's easier for Jenny and I, because we both have uh, working environments where we work from home and the very first word is extremely important. We work from home. There are people with jobs that are from home and they are not working. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what Elon Musk thinks. He thinks that everybody is pretending to work at home, which, I mean, for a large percent of the population, when you were saying, like, yeah, they're paid to have a butt in the seat in the office when they come home and they do nothing. I think my old roommate was like that, where, like, his job was literally, like, it could automate it from his work desk. And then he came home and for COVID. And then he like almost did not. He woke up, pretended to work and then like ran a script and then like played Zelda. And that was it. And so like me, like I'm at my desk the entire day and then after the day and then at night and then in my bed, I'm on my computer. And that's a lifestyle, but it's also very easy to sniff out if you're hiring and you have employees that are doing this especially for tracking time. But uh, yeah, we do have that kind of bias against us. Like, oh, well, I already see remote work people who don't do anything all day. It's like, yeah, well, that's because they were a butt in the seat. But when the job mm-hmm. is and has always been remote, that is not the case. And yep. I, always, I love that that like stay-at-home mom thing, which is like husband comes home and like kicks his feet on the coffee table and like just like opens a beer and is like, what have you been doing all day? And then it like flashes back and it's like she's like, doing the laundry and taking care of the kid and like actually has a full-time job and then has to take care of his ass after he gets off of work. <laughs> like I feel like that, like I, to my core, I was like, I feel like I know what it's like to be a stay at home mom without the kid because I work from home. So it's like, I've been home all day and people are just like, what have you been doing all day? Freaking working, man. <laughs> like, so yeah. yeah, but 
That's all I had. Yeah. Do you want to rant more, it. or do you have any? That's all your topics. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I think let's. That was let's, most of my feelings. Let's put a rant in front of this episode title and see if it gets more engagement. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's cool. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Everbros podcast episode. I don't know. It's somewhere up there. I think it's like seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Actually, no. We're we're not in the we're not in the the like the structured episodes anymore now that's just random now we're going to record these and just post them whenever we feel like it we're winging it a little bit yeah we try to come in with a topic actually if you guys have one that you just want to hear us talk about send it our way oh please yeah but a lot of these are moving forward they're just going to be recorded and then put in the pipeline and then whatever we feel is going to go up next friday is going to go up so Mm -hmm. it is september 9th or september 2nd right now uh so you can you can gauge when this one was posted Versus when it was recorded. People are going to start. We get big and then they're going to start like plotting. What? <laughs> that's that's what some people do for the bigger podcast. I don't care enough, but I think it's funny when they're like, oh, oh like, they record on this day and then they do this. And we're like, oh, yeah, we'll just tell you if you really want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rich was trying to give me examples on like how the Joe Rogan podcast does it. And I was like, I, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't think we'll ever be that big. Like, <laughs> We'll, we will, I, don't know if I want we will, to. We will never be a fraction of that. It will never be a, com, a comprehensible fraction. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't want people to know me that well. It's <laughs> <laughs> like when that's like when uh, Lisa and Eva asked you what your birthday was, and you're like, you don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, we're talking to Scott. I was like, that's none of your business. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> i told lauren about that and she died <laughs> yeah for everybody listening i tell jenny we when we're doing things and then we see stuff that is none of our business though that people might have various curious reasons to look into i'm always like that's none of our business that's what it is that's how people get shot they start go, going to look into things that aren't their business that's not our business they don't go there don't even know <laughs> i have everything from you is always when you're just like i could have gone my entire life without ever hearing that or i could have died without hearing that <laughs> Yep. So well, it's my fine. it's my personal daily goal to at least tell you something that you could have died without hearing. Yeah. And there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks, this everybody. For real. Goodbye. See ya.